Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, the Spurs have begun their all-star break. There'll be no Spurs action for quite some time until next week when they resume the roadie road trip against the Washington Wizards in Washington. So what are we talking about today? Perfect time to bring on a fan for another fan episode right here on Locked On Spurs. And what are we talking about? Well, it is the All-Star break, so we're going to get the pulse of the fan base. What are they thinking about the team at this point of the season? You know, uh, now that the trade deadline is over, Derek White's gone, new guys are in, new lineups. What are the Spurs fans thinking about this team to, uh, yeah, to finish out this season? And also, could the Spurs make the playoffs? And are Spurs fans happy up at that? To do that, I am joined by Spurs fan Zach Escamilla. Zach, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Can you believe it? There's actually a shot they can make the playoffs, Zach? It's unbelievable, but at the same time, nothing surprises me, Jeff. I mean, they're two games back of the 10 seed, which you and I both know gets you a shot at the play-in, which is essentially a playoff game in of itself. Yeah. Make sure to follow Zach on Twitter at GetBackZach. Just look for the Mandalorian with the sombrero. That's interesting. I've never seen you know, that before. I got to, you know, keep it Budo, Jeff, you know. How you been, by the way, before we dive into this? No, I'm doing well, man. Uh, just been busy with work, you know, busy with the kiddos, busy with the family. Um, you know, just trying to uh, not get COVID. And um, how's the new one doing, your little girl? Yeah, Addie, she's doing great. She just turned four months and... Uh, Really excited about uh, trying solid foods. The doctor gave her the thumbs up to, you know, embrace her inner Mexican and eat some uh, refried beans here soon. So I'm sure she's excited about that. Well, congratulations again on the new one. All right, let's dive into it. So the Spurs are beginning their uh, all-star break. DeJounte Murray will be a little busy. He'll be hanging out in Cleveland representing the Spurs. But outside of that, it's going to be pretty quiet. And uh, the Spurs, you know, depending how they do last night against the Thunder, regardless, they're going to be well below 500. Zach, but they did the shakeup. They got rid of Derek White, traded him, draft capital. They got tons of it. So at this point of the season, what do Spurs fans think, uh, or should I say, what is the State of the Union address on behalf of Spurs fans regarding the silver and black? From what I'm seeing and from folks that I've spoken with, Um, you have a lot of folks basically throwing their hands up right now saying, well, whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you're still going to have that segment of folks that said, you know, let's tank, baby. We're still all in for, you know, Paolo Banchero or Chet, Jabari Smith. Stay the course for that. And then you've got your other segment that's like, no, 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 no. Let's, you know, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Let's keep playing. We got our all-star full steam ahead. So you still have those silos of Spurs fans where it's it's still, you know, let's win, whereas the others are always going to say, no, no, we need to tank to get one of those big guns to pair with our now all-star DeJounte Murray. But um, that's just what I'm seeing, Jeff. It's still just as divided as ever Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, what your ideology is. Are you see, pro, see, that's, that's pro, pro win or pro tank? You know? Right. And that's interesting, Zach, because it seems to me, well, it was very apparent the Spurs already gave the plan. 
they're stockpiling on cap draft capital. They're rolling out Primo now. He's not going to Austin. They're uh, putting Devin Vassell in. They got aggressive in the in the trade deadline, trading Derek White. What do you think that would unify Spurs fans to saying, okay, we have a plan now. We know where we're going. You would think, and I know initially, day one, you had a lot of folks that were pretty, pretty taken aback by Derek White being traded because you know just as well as I know that Derek White uh, is a fan favorite and somebody that I've always been a fan of. Um, so, you know, to get, you know, a couple of guys – and, you know, a first-round pick out of them. Uh, some may argue the Spurs could have done better, but ultimately having three first-round picks going into what is allegedly a, a, a loaded draft, mm-hmm. um, you would think the Spurs are going to have some firepower to make some moves this offseason. So um, when you look at it from, a, you know, the big picture, glass half full, um, it is exciting. Whereas I could see some others saying, well, you know, we traded our arguably our second best player and, um, you know, what are we doing? You know, are we really going to count on Vassell or Primo being, uh, you know, DeJounte's backcourt mate for the next, you know, decade? So I think for as much excitement as there is about the offseason season what they may be able to do via the trade market, free agency, the draft, there's still some uncertainty. I mean, yes, it is nice to know they've got, you know, that draft capital. They've got some flexibility, but um, until we see what they do this summer, I think the jury's going to be out. I was Zach Escamilla right here on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs as he's giving the State of the Spurs Union fan base address right here on Locked on Spurs. Zach, I, I look at this team where they stand right now. Again, you know, you know, everybody, you know, we're recording this before the uh, Spurs Thunder game last night. But like I mentioned, though, they're, they're going to be well below 500, win or lose. But you've heard it before, the players, you know, come out and say, oh, we're, we're, we're way better than the record is. We're way better. You know, the record is not reflective of how we really are. Are Spurs fans buying that? I think some are because you see uh, the individual statistics on paper. You see DeJounte, you know, one of the league leaders uh, in triple doubles, guy's an all-star. Overall, he's been playing phenomenal all season long. And then you look at, you know, some of the role players like, you know, Jakob Pertle. God knows I've been one of his biggest critics. And um, mm-hmm. he's definitely done a lot of things to impress me this season to prove that he certainly does belong with the team. Uh, you know, Kelvin Johnson, he's improved from three-point land, which is great. You got guys like McDermott that are in there that can shoot. I mean, they have guys to where if you're just looking at a stat sheet, Jeff, and you're looking at the mm-hmm. averages, you're like, huh, on paper – this looks like a winning team based on statistics, but you and I know that doesn't always translate to wins on the court. Looks good on paper, right. but on the court. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they are better than what their record shows. But at the end of the day, the great Bill Parcells, he always said for the NFL, your record is, you know, your record indicates who you are. And right now, they're not a good team. I mean, they, they've they got guys that are talented that can put up impressive stats, but 
They don't have the W's to show for it. And at the end of the day, if you don't have the W's, stats are just stats. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam as both pro and college hoops are underway. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, you, know, you know, one thing that was a rarity in the Spurs uh, recent history, or even way when Pop was here back in the 90s, is they're never quiet on trade deadline. I mean, they're always quiet. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. They're always quiet at the trade deadline, but this time they weren't. Uh, what was the feeling of Spurs fans seeing Brian Wright get very aggressive at the trade deadline? Because it wasn't just the Derek White deal. You know, remember, there was the Hernan Gomez deal with the Jazz to get themselves a second round pick. There was the Brent Forbes deal with Denver to get the second round pick. Of course, there was Derek White. There was the Raptors. Big deal. I mean, how do you flip Eubanks and Thad Young for a first-round pick? I mean, you yeah, would that think that impressive. the Spurs fan base, yeah, you would think the Spurs fan base are kind of easing up on Brian Wright. Are they, or are they? Were they impressed? Like, what was that like? Oh, I mean, listen, I, you you know me, Jeff. I've always been one of Brian Wright's biggest critics, and uh, he definitely earned his flowers for that trade deadline. Um, none of the moves were quote unquote sexy moves, but Hey, uh, to get some draft capital going into this 2022 draft. Um, I think that's just that uh, fantastic. So it, to me, you're never going to convince me that adding first round picks, especially in the coming draft is a mm-hmm. bad move. And with all the folks saying, you know, well, these players didn't fit the timeline X, Y, Z. Well, they, they trimmed the fat and got some first round picks. So, uh, you know, kudos to Brian. And I think most fans were, were just shocked because like you mentioned, we've never been the, uh, the team to do much at the trade deadline, you know, cue all the, we like the group we have memes and jokes. Um, we, we've seen them all. So I know myself uh, speaking personally, I was at a business conference in Atlanta and I'm, I'm getting these notifications on my phone. I'm thinking, wow, like this is, this is outrageous. Like to me, it was exciting because I'm just not used to seeing this. I mean, the Spurs are the team that, you know, do trades once every decade. So the fact that they did four this year, uh, it's pretty wild. It really is. So I think fans were excited, uh, shocked. And then I think the Derek White one was probably the most divisive yeah. one simply because, mm-hmm. you know, he was a fan favorite. I mean, they just had his bobble night head, uh, his bobble head <laughs> night, Jeff. So, you know. Hey, but it worked out for everybody. You know, the Spurs, they got themselves, you know, another first round pick. They got themselves two promising young guys, Richardson and Langford. Derek White is playing really good, at least in two games with Boston. He was a plus 41 for Boston in their recent win. I mean, no, that's I think huge. he's going to make a difference for them, Jeff. Yeah, I really yeah, do. He, the Spurs did right by him, sending him to a solid team. Eme and Will Hardy are there. So all in all, good. But, 
you know, at the trade at the trade um, deadline that happened, you know, the Spurs obviously are going to be refashioned now. Lineups are going to be looking different. So now here we are sitting at the All Star break, and we've already seen that Devin Vassell has been inserted into the starting lineup. Primo is starting to see a spike in minutes. You know, he's averaging about twenty minutes a game now in San Antonio, not Austin, in San Antonio. Uh, so, and he's getting extended NBA minutes. You're seeing. Uh, obviously DeJounte flourish, you know, because he doesn't have another ball dominant guy next to him, Derek White. He's gone. He can play well off of self. So here we are at the uh, all-star break. Zach, how are the fans feeling about the new look Spurs? You know, this new lineup, Primo getting out there, you know, you know um, Zach Collins is back. What is the state of that, you know, with among Spurs fans right now? Well, you know, I'll start with the latter. You know, you mentioned Zach mm-hmm. Collins. You know, I think a lot of folks when the Spurs first signed Zach Collins were very skeptical because um, he had certainly shown some flashes in Portland, but, you know, coming off uh, that injury that he had, and I apologize, uh, pardon me for not remembering what the actual injury was, but mm-hmm. obviously everybody knew the expectation was he wasn't going to show up till later in the season. And he certainly looked good. Um, he, he's had his moments with the Spurs. I mean, he's uh, hit a couple of three balls. Uh, he's being aggressive. Um, to me, I like what I see from Zach Collins. Um, you have to think maybe had he been around earlier in the season at full strength, um, if they would have a couple of more W's on the board, maybe, but we'll never know. Um, so I think fans are pleasantly surprised with what they've seen from him. And then as far as Devin Vassell, I think Devin Vassell, you know, being their highest lottery pick in, in years uh, since Timmy D, a lot of folks are very happy to see that he has now been given the opportunity to play those meaningful minutes. And uh, he's been doing very well. Now, I will say in that Chicago game, Jeff, I was very shocked to not see a lot of Devin Vassell in that fourth quarter, but we'll save that mm-hmm. conversation for another day. Um, and then Enjoy. in terms of Josh Primo, yeah, I think it's exciting to see him. God knows I've been one of those folks that have been calling for him to to get NBA minutes as opposed to G League minutes since day one. Um, my only uh I guess issue with Primo at this moment in time is he's looked a little bit passive out there. And yeah. maybe that's just because he's trying to fit in. He Well, well I could I could tell you this. You know. Um I, I was at Spurs Chicago at the United Center and um, you know, shout out Chicago PR. They put me baseline. My seat was baseline, right nice. under the basket. So I got to see Primo up close and you know, up close to personal. And he, he he tends to get a, he got a little starstruck. He he was at the free throw line. Uh, we're not taking the shot, just lining up. And in comes Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan, you know, gets next to him. You know, battle for the rebound. And he's there, looking at Demar, smiling, big grin. It's the first time you ever seen Demar. You know, my, well, maybe not the first, but you know, maybe I don't know if he played against him in the Chicago at San Antonio game. But you see a lot of that starstruck thing. Um, I talked to McDermott about Primo. Tell me that they're still trying to get Primo to be aggressive, but we 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 forget that he's 19 years old, Zach. He's a he's a baby. He's a teenager, Zach. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's the thing, Jeff. I mean, I'm not I'm not making too big of a stink of it because of what you just said. He's a young kid. We've seen the talent. The kid clearly has it. It'll it will just be nice to see him um, 
have the confidence to go out there and do what we know he's capable of doing. And at the very minimum, that's, uh, you know, being a, a reliable three-point shooter. I mean, in the G League, he was lighting it up from three. And even in his limited time in San Antonio, uh, the kid's a shooter. So for me, it's like, you know, fire, fire at will, buddy. Once again, we're, you're listening to a fan episode of Lockdown Spurs, and we're talking with Zach Escamilla. He is repping the fan base on a couple of topics, and right now we're talking about the Spurs at the All-Star break, kind of a State of the Union address from Zach Escamilla. Zach, you, know, you look at the Spurs, you know, they got a several days off. They're going to resume uh, play against Washington. You know, they look pretty good uh, to start the rodeo road trip. Again, we don't know how the outcome is against Oklahoma City, but, you know, they got two wins in a row. You know, DeMar went ballistic on them in the fourth. Uh, the Spurs going to buy a bucket. They just look revived. Is it me or does does it feel like with White being traded, that just changed a lot of things up? I mean, it changed something. I don't know if it woke some of the players up and made them realize Oh my God, you know, Derek White got traded. If he can get traded, <laughs> any of us can. Exactly. Um, it, it, I think it just went to show that um, in the NBA, it really is a business. And I know that's so cliche, but sometimes it takes a move like that for some of these younger players to realize that they're not untouchable, they're not bulletproof. Um, if they don't play well, they can either get traded or be out of a job completely. I mean, there's only yeah. you know 30 teams in the NBA, so you're there's not a lot of uh, <laughs> room for error in terms of uh, you know, or excuse me, there's not a lot of well, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of room for error, but there's not a lot of employment opportunities out there. So if you suck, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're going to China, you're going to the G League. So I think maybe uh, this, especially with a guy like Lonnie Walker, he he's been playing a lot better since that trade. So maybe something woke up in him. Uh, He had a wake up call. I don't know, but um, there has been a change, but I don't want to be the guy that says, Oh, they're playing better because Derek white isn't there. I think it may just be um, a mindset. It's all psychological attitude Mm -hmm. change. I don't know. Call it what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the end of the day at the all-star break, what grade do you think Spurs fans would give this team? Um, considering um, most realistic Spurs fans, you know, kind of expected the season to look like this. I mean, if you know, for all the folks that were saying this was going to be a six or seven seed, uh, God bless you. But um, I think that was uh, fool's gold. But anywho, I I, I would say um, I'd give them uh, a D plus. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, like so in Tommy Boy, me a great. I, 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 I got a D plus, you know, Tommy Boy from, you know, Chris yeah. Farley, he, he was excited with the D plus. And, and the reason why I give them a D plus as opposed to an F is simply because, you know, DeJounte Murray has had a great season, made an all-star game. And the fact that we have seen some flashes from some of these young guys. So it hasn't been a complete failure. Obviously, you would like to make the playoffs um, in a perfect world and compete, but we have seen some growth and some progress. That's why I give them a barely passing grade of D+. 
This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer's, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on to their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You mentioned the uh, key word right now in our second segment, so let's dive into it, playoffs. You, you know, the bottom of the West is all jumbled up. It's it's a uh, you-know-what show. It's, it's pretty bad. You know, it's Portland. San Antonio, New Orleans, you know, Sacramento. Oh, he's down there Portland. right now. The nine seed. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're they're there. And the Spurs, as of this recording, they're just what two games out of the win column for that 10th seed, which mm-hmm. is doable. And it's also doable for the, you know, for that seventh seed. You know, it, it can happen. Um, how are Spurs fans feeling about the fact that this team could make the play-in or the playoffs? and its impact on the lottery? Well, you're, again, you're going to have those fans that say, okay, it's just going to be a repeat of the last two years. Uh, we're going to play one play-in game. We're going to get waxed, and then we're going to pick, you know, 10 or 11 in the draft, and we'll get a good player, but we're not getting a stud. So what's the point? Let's just tank um, so we can, you know, get better chances at a top three guy. And then you're going to have the other folks saying, no, nah, man, let's let's go balls to the wall. Let's shock the world. Let's see if we can win those playing games and, you know, be proud of making the playoffs with a ragtag crew of young fellas. So, I, you know, I got to tell you, Jeff, I've been back and forth all season. I've been pro tank. I've been pro win. And right now I'm just let the cards fall where wherever I'm, I'm just rolling with the punches I'm, I'm i'm going with the flow um whatever happens happens and when it happens we'll evaluate because mm-hmm. right now it's hard for me to pick a side of pro tank pro win i mean because it sucks to see your team lose it does uh i don't care who you are even if you say well silver lining is we're gonna get a good player it's still not fun to see your favorite team lose. And anyone who says it is, is lying. Uh, so she's she, she, like, I see it as win, 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 no matter what. And it's, and you, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. When you miss the playoff spurs, you don't make the play in great. You know, those first round picks are going to get a lot more lottery balls in there to climb up uh, the ladder. You make the play in and you get bounced. Great. It doesn't really impact your draft standing whatsoever. It really does. If you miss the playoffs by failing to win the play-in game. Okay, you win the play-in game and you go to the um, uh, playoffs, but you still have options. You still have draft picks, uh, young players that you can still flip to move up the draft. It just feels that now this team has so many options now to make things happen. Plus, how much money do they have this offseason? Tons of money. Tons. I think they're the second deepest pocket team 
in the offseason behind Bad Portland. Sh- in, in the yeah. words of our, our fellow San Antonians, Jeff, they've got chingos of money. So that they do. That they do. So, <laughs> Zach, is it just me? Is it crazy for me to think that this is just win, 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 no matter what? No, I don't think that's crazy at all, Jeff. I I, I certainly don't disagree with anything you just said. Um, you know, again, I think if you took a poll, especially Spurs Twitter, um, I think you're going to see a lot of folks just say, you know what, we're taking it one game at a time. You know, yeah. <laughs> even even the uh, like I said, the pro tank people, I don't think they watch the games and say, yay, the Spurs lost. Let's yeah. party. You know, I mean, they may tweet that, but that's the equivalent of the drunk guy at the bar that just got out of a relationship. (laughs) He's just drinking to kill the pain. So I think sometimes people tweet to kill the pain. God knows I have, but, (laughs) but again, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, it's going to be very interesting, but all in all, um, just trying to look at this big picture. There are certain things um, to smile about if you're a Spurs fan. And I want to ask you something. I was going to ask you something. We saw the Spurs get bold. Brandon Wright flips Derek White into a first-round pick and a couple of young players. Do you think flipping the young players in the offseason is still on the table, Zach? Oh, I expect it. I fully expect it, Jeff. I'm telling you right now. You heard it here first. I fully expect to see a fan favorite moved this offseason with the plethora of draft picks the Spurs have to either A, move up into that top three to get the guy that they really want, or get a stud that may be available via trade. And they're going to say, well, who is that stud, Zach? Who is that star? I don't know. You know, there's disgruntled superstars that, you know, jump up every summer, it seems. So I think with all of that money and capital that they have, I fully expect to see um, some big moves made this offseason. And that includes getting rid of a fan favorite or two. Uh, my, If I had to put money on it, you say, Zach, put your money where your mouth is. And this is nothing against the guy, but it's just kind of my gut feeling because I, in my opinion, he's playing out of position um, when he plays at the four spot. But I really can see Keldon Johnson getting moved um, for a more traditional um, forward, if you will, a, a more traditional yeah. power forward. And that's nothing against Keldon, but I'm just saying uh, I could see that. See, I, I disagree with you. I, I, I think it'll – I think it'll take a lot for them to trade Keldon. I mean, you're talking about a, a nice little haul back, you know. Oh, absolutely, Jeff. I mean, but, I'm not saying they're trading him for peanuts. I'm saying he's going to be used to get a bigger fish. But I think that the Spurs can address that with the money they have. Because, you know, obviously Keldon's playing out of position. He needs to be at the three spot. He doesn't need to be at the four spot. I mean, he's doing his best, and he's trying. But I think you would really see him blossom at number three. I they agree. gotta get a they gotta get a four either that's in the draft, you know, a player in the John Collins mode, something like that. They need to address that, and I think with the amount of money they have and the draft capital, they could flip that, but uh, into into a four, a traditional four, 
Well, actually, just they just need a stretch. They need a stretch guy. Maybe Zach can be that, but we we don't have a bigger sample size enough. And I, you know his injury history, you know, still worries me at times. It would when I see him fall to the court, I'm like, oh no, not again. That's my first I, thought. I, I think Zach Collins would be the ideal backup for for next season, no doubt, off the bench. I mean, getting you know you know be that seventh eighth man uh, on the bench. Uh, definitely has is going to have a role with this team provided he stays healthy like you mentioned Jeff but I mean yeah in a perfect world hey if the Spurs can hold on to Kelvin and get that guy to play the four spot hey that's awesome because I want to make one thing clear I'm not rooting for Kelvin Johnson to get moved I'm just saying I would not be shocked if the Spurs used him as a hook to go out there and get that bigger fish to play right. the four spot and then go out and get a, a guy like Zach Levine. Now, I know a lot of folks are going to say, Zach, why would he leave DeMar in Chicago? They're a top team out east. Why would he do that? Well, one, money talks. Mm-hmm. Or two, he's buddies with Murray. Um, apparently, he had a great experience with Coach Pop. You and I know Pop's coming back next year. We know he's not retiring. Otherwise, Becky Hammond would not have taken that Las Vegas job. So between Pop, Murray, money, it's not far-fetched. Not saying it's guaranteed, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. So you go out and get Zach Levine, you keep Kelvin Johnson, and you go out and get your four-man. I'm telling you, Yaka Pirtle, your new four, Kelvin, Zach Levine, and Murray, that's a playoff team, Jeff. They're right back in next year if they can do that. And I know it's a lot of what ifs, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Zach is just saying. Uh, Yeah, but it's interesting to see what the Spurs' future, immediate future holds because of how big of a player they're going to be in the offseason. They're going to be heavy hitters um, with that, that, that stockpile. They have a war chest now. They have a war chest of draft picks and money and young players to do some damage in a good way. Uh, shorten the rebuild. You know, I mean, remember back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, that rebuild took forever in San Antonio. They mm-hmm. had to get lucky to get David Robinson number one overall. But I feel in this case, they can shorten that pain uh, with options. They got a budding star or a star now, NBA All-Star DeJounte Murray. Maybe he's the guy that they can build around, attract guys to come play in San Antonio. And they have a promising young guy, Primo Keldon. Hopefully he'll have his leap next year that I am here in the NBA. You can't ignore me anymore kind of deal like the way we saw with DeJounte. And who knows if they fall into that top 10, top five. Can you imagine, Zach? They fall into the top five, top three. Or do their business and make some magic and move up that draft board for the trade. I mean, it's, it's just gonna, awesome. It's going to be interesting, Jeff. I mean, but the yeah. thing is, do we have, you know, like, what was it, an 80, 89? Uh, was that when David Robinson was drafted? Was it 89? Yeah, 89, yeah. Did, okay, so they drafted David Robinson, and then he had to finish his his naval commitment. And so then yep. what? They had a, they had another kind of crappy season, and then what uh-huh. they drafted they, then they drafted Sean Elliott, right? So they had Sean Elliott and David Robinson come in as rookies, and the Spurs were like, you know, with the two of them, a really good team right off the bat. So my question is, are they going to get lucky again? And are they going to find another David Robinson or Sean Elliott? 
And no, I don't expect them to find necessarily those quality of players this draft. But what I'm saying is, are they going to find two difference makers, hell, three difference makers in this draft um, that are going to come in and just inject some new life? So again, it's exciting to look forward to this summer. Um, The team is going to continue to evolve. So it's going to be very interesting to say the least. And you got to remember too, these these are not the guys you would draft back in the day. Duncan, four-year guy at Wake Forest, comes in more than ready to go. Robinson, Navy, military guy, physically ready to go and lead a team. These are going to be drafting 18-year-olds, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids. And look at Cade Cunningham. You know, he's not changing Detroit into a powerhouse overnight. Those those franchise overnight stars that you're probably not going to find in this draft, but you're definitely going to find a guy that you can build around um, in the short after a little bit of uh, weight and development. Hey, well, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Uh, what do you have to say on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs? Do you agree with Zach about the Spurs in the playoffs? And dare he say, Diddy, Keldon Johnson? And what about the, your thoughts of the Spurs at the uh, All-Star break? What do you think they are? Zach gave him a D plus. Do you agree or disagree? Zach, tell them how they can chat with you. Uh, you can follow me at GetBackZach. Uh, look for the uh, Mexican Mandalorian uh, profile pick. And um, yeah, we can be civil and uh, agree to disagree or we can agree to agree if you like what I have to say and uh, we'll go from there. There you go. Make sure to do that right away. Subscribe to Lock On Spurs, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, the list goes on and on. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs everywhere you get your podcast. And with the Spurs on their All-Star break, you want to see how they did against the Thunder. You want to hear on the other side, check out Locked On Thunder right now. See what they have to say about last night's game, Spurs Thunder. So for Zach Escamilla, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting in a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.